And a pleasant good evening, everybody, and welcome to PNC Studio here at Hallis Hall as we bring you the Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy. It's brought to you by Whitfley CPAs and Consultants. Jeff Joniak with you here until 8 o'clock tonight. Bears defensive coordinator Chuck Pagato to join us later on in the hour. Good evening. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good, good. How'd you spend your weekend? Good. You know, it's uh, reflecting a little bit on the game, and then you get away and, and you start prepping for Denver. Uh, got some some uh, some family time. Got to see my son's football game real quick, and then back at it. Household probably was uh, a downer too, right? The, after the after the game. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the boys they, do they do they take that stuff hard? They do. Yeah, they they do take it very hard, and they understand. They know that uh, they know how much work that we all put into this, and the players, coaches, everybody, and the fans. And so, um, obviously, you want to come away with the win. We didn't. So do they leave Daddy alone a little bit? Does Daddy need a little time alone? No, they they, they understand. They get it. I think that one of the cool parts that we have going on is that um, there's no need to to be able to take it out on them. I mean, that, that wouldn't make sense. You know, these are my boys, and they're there to support you, so they care. And I think when you have people that care in these type of situations, uh, inevitably, that, that's that's what means the most. You know, I, I, I hate to characterize losses because if I, if I recall in your in your in one of your preseason games last year, you were steamed that you lost the game. Mm-hmm. So – you, that's just your nature, right? Mm-hmm. But this, this how, how would you characterize the sting of this one versus others? Well, this one, you know, it, it was uh, it counted. It was a regular season game versus the the the, the preseason, like you're d- discussing from last year. Um, and so, and then it's how it how it's how it goes. You know, yeah. it's it's uh, last year it was against them. They came back and beat us. It was a different type of loss, but they both stung the same. You know, a loss is a loss. To me, it's all about how do you react to it? What's the adversity? And and uh, we know what the adversity is. How do we respond? And that's the challenge right now. And that's why I'm here is to lead these guys and make sure that we rally behind each other and move on. And you went out to practice today and take your temperature of the team. What would you, you think? It was good. I mean, the, it, it's it's a pretty neat deal when these guys realize that there's 16 games in this season. And as as um, you know, as as quick as sometimes that season goes, we have 15 more games to play. The only one that matters right now to us right now is playing Denver, and and so it's going to be here before you know it. We want to fix the problems that we had offensively, keep doing what we did defensively in special teams, and try to get that win. You know, it feeds the bulldog a little bit, though. That's a popular uh, term, and I guess in our our industry, uh, you got you got ESPN on the front page after last yesterday's games, and and they say this morning which teams should panic after week one, and it, it is a comical statement when you break it all down because. 16 teams are going to lose opening week so you know you, you can't just shove it all in the dirt and call it a day call it a call it a season so how, how do you fight that even with your own guys a little bit you know what you do it's called horse blinders and ear muffs you don't listen to any <laughs> of it It means nothing it means absolutely not i love you to death i love your media show and everything we got going on but let me tell you we don't care about any of that we care about what's going on inside this building at hallis hall we got each other and that's all that matters all right, with uh, some of the games yesterday, did you take a look at some? And um, is it fun to watch some games and see how other things are unfolding around the league? Yeah, you get to see you know, what other guys are doing, what's going on. Um, and I think there's, for, for me in particular, there's situational football that can occur. There's a lot of stuff that happened yesterday in some of those games some crazy at, yeah, stuff. at the end of the games. And so um, you use that. We use it as a, as a tool and a resource to, uh, to what um, our players can use. And, and so, uh, you know, hey – we're we know that tonight that uh you know with the game going on with denver and oakland that'll be able to watch that on tv as well right that'll be fun to watch uh later tonight i think after nine o'clock tonight uh in in terms of situational football 
everybody wants to talk about, you know, the, the fantasy stats of players, but situational football is what coaches make their money on and how you guys plan for that. Um, and it, it starts, obviously, at line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, football, but situational football separates wins and losses, does it not? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. We talk about it every day. Um, we give examples. We show video clips. Uh, there's so many different situations that occur out there. And um, and then there's decision-making, too, you know, and we had that in our game with whether or not you kick the 51-yard the field goal, do you challenge a, a possible pass interference by Taylor Gabriel, all that stuff goes on, and so we use experiences as much as we can and, and try to be right as much as you can. You brought it up. I didn't think that was pass interference. Tom disagreed with me. It, it didn't seem like anything more than a love tap, but, I mean, maybe that's enough when you extend your arms. Well, yeah, and, and just by you saying that there, with, with you have two people and one thinks it is and one yeah. thinks it isn't, it needs to be you know clear and obvious, and, and otherwise they're not going to overturn it. And being – we were losing at the time, and every every timeout matters. Um, it can get you the ball back for a possession, and and we just felt like as a staff that that outweighed the the challenge of getting it overturned. In terms of mental errors for a week one, uh, I saw a bunch in the league yesterday. Is that a common? Probably, you know, just because it is week one. I don't think it has anything to do other other than um, it is exactly that. It's week one, and so teams are learning different offenses, different defenses. Um, and, and, and it's just a, for, for everybody to just realize that you don't try to do that this week two, week three, week four. All right, Matt Nagy, our guest here on the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. Um, when, you, when you talk about, and Mitch talked about balance, when does, in, in, what's the impact of imbalance, I guess? Of, uh, well, you want to be able to, if, you're, if we're speaking offensively, um, when you become one-dimensional, um, whether that's running the ball all the time and then putting an eighth and ninth guy in the box to stop the run, you got to be able to throw it. And vice versa, if you're throwing it all the time, now it's a disadvantage to your offensive lineman because the defensive line's peeling the, their ears back and, and pinning their ears back and going after you. So the balance there makes a defensive coordinator guess what's going on. So uh, when we had 65 plays and, and not enough runs. Uh, so, you know, that, that gives an advantage to the defense, and we know we want to improve that. You know, you often talk about convicted throws, and there definitely were, were some by Mitch. Uh, and is that uh, also a part of rhythm? There were points in the game where there was rhythm starting to brew. Yeah, we, that was one game where there just really wasn't much rhythm. We'd have a couple plays, two at the most, and then all of a sudden there was a penalty or there was a, a delay game or a substitution issue. And so – that that's the stuff that we feel like we we everybody can be better at and that we just couldn't get into a rhythm we weren't in the red zone really much at all I think one time uh and and so when you don't get in a rhythm it just things are choppy and then it it, it affects the flow of the game for the quarterback and, and a play caller yeah right for sure. I mean yeah. you even admitted yeah. the other day it, yeah. it was a weird kind of game it, to call. it was and and, and who you know, knows how, when you're going to get sucked into those scenarios right and right. we had a couple third and one um opportunities that we didn't convert on and th those hurt because now it's fourth and one you usually have to punt the ball and whereas if you get that first down now you get a little bit of rhythm you extend the drive you give your defense a break Matt Nagy our guest here on the Bears Coaches Show brought to you by Whitfleet CPAs and Consultants time to step away for WBBM's traffic and weather together on the eights here's Abby Ryan Back with a grab by David Montgomery as the Bears uh, get back to work here. Earlier today at Hallis Hall with a 10-10-10 practice that Matt has put together over his first two years here as we welcome him back to the Bears Coaches Show at PNC Studios at Hallis Hall. Join the season ticket priority list for the future opportunity to become a season ticket holder. Visit chicagobears.com slash tickets to join now. 
That was a heck of a catch. He had to whip his head all the way around and maintain balance and hang out of the football. Yeah, it was. He did a great job there of finding that seam. They, they, they were in a one-high safety look, and Mitch made a great throw. So, again, th- those are the type of plays that you wish you would have had more of, um, and, and that's, that's really what we want to do here going forward. It does accentuate his ability to catch the football, though. Uh, not a body catcher by any means. That was a total hands catch. And, again, that contact balance, which he's known for in the run game, came to fruition there in the past game as well. Is that exciting for you? Yeah, we, we, we always knew that he had great hands. And then you put him in a route, he's catching the ball 20 to 25 yards downfield. He has good vision. He has a good feel for zones. And if teams want to play man too, he can win the one-on-one matchups. All right, so how, how do you approach Mitch this week? Just keep, you know, hey, we, we understand, not just for Mitch, but for all of us, that that was a, uh, a rough game. You know, we just, uh, we, we, didn't, we didn't have it going on. But let's put that behind us. It's time to move on. And how do we attack Denver? What do we do? What do we like? That's all part of the scheming. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's everybody. It's not just the quarterback. It's the offensive linemen, the running backs, the wide receivers, the tight ends, and the coaching. Yeah, you talked a lot about green grass. And that's, uh, that wasn't always available. And sometimes it's not going to be available. That is also part part of the growth process right the the big key of this whole thing the season no matter how it's going to go is growth is a major part of 2019 right for everybody yeah and and everybody knows that um it starts uh at the quarterback position that's where everybody wants to look at and and uh you get all the credit when you win and you get a lot of the blame when you lose but that's how it goes and so we want to all just keep working in unison and figuring out how we can get better and, and we think we'll do that versus denver uh, against uh, the Packers, uh, both teams committed a lot of penalties. Is that part of the sloppiness also of just week one? Probably. Or do you, not, you, or know, you do not want to just give that um, as something as a absol- absolving that. Uh, well, I think if you look if you look at yesterday's games too, there was I mean shoot, there were some teams there that had 18 penalties in one game. So um, I'm sure that's a byproduct of some of it, you know, with with, uh, with who these players are and the teams and, and everything. But some of it's just the course of the game, the way it goes for whatever reason. And um, so penalties you don't want. That's those are negative plays. That they 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 uh, you know they stop the rhythm of the game, and you want to try to keep that to a minimum. Defense uh, made some really impressive uh, plays throughout the course of the game. That that first three series, the in concert with the crowd, it was vicious. It was awesome football right from your perspective on the sidelines what was it like it was yeah they uh they did a great job they stopped the run all game long I think they averaged 3.7 yards per carry in the run game um or excuse me 3.7 yards per play play. in the game and uh 42 to 43 yards total rushing which is when you stop the run you're doing things the right way so we had five sacks um only gave up 10 points so for sure they they uh, I think that's one of the things that we can hang our hat on is every all the questions about how they were going to do under coach Pagano I was really excited about that yeah 2.14 yards a rush you're going to win a lot of games that way you know stopping the run like that along with uh, 11 negative plays overall you know there's development going on even guys that are in the rotation and I look at Roy Roberts and Harris and I can't I've watched it a lot just the way he manhandled the front uh, on a couple of rushes uh because of his length and uh, long arm and getting guys off balance and, and using his length, uh, is this still a player that has a high ceiling? I hope so. I hope so. He really, you're right. You hit it right on the head. I mean, he, he, had a, he had a really, really good game. He, he won and dominated his one-on-one matchups, and he is such a long-lever guy. I mean, the one play, he just bulldozed <laughs> the right guard and, or their, their, their uh, left guard and then you know sacked Aaron Rodgers just by, with one hand. I mean, it was just a, a special play. 
Uh, so in just talking to him this morning, he, he, he even made mention to me that he left more plays out there. So to, to know that, to hear that, that he wants to do even better, we need that. That's great. I believe that's the type of team you have, though. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys are going to be talking like that way. It is, and and that's why, you know, um, that that's the great part is right now our our defense, and they did it last year too when we were working through our offense. They support our guys. They they know that this is a we thing. We're all in this thing together. There's going to be hey, there's no shock. There's going to be a time this year where our defense gives up a touchdown or they give up some points, and we got to on offense pick them up. And that's the beauty of of a of a of a team. Um, a, a team sport where it's not just an individual thing. I mean, they all need to work together. And so, rough game, rough game for the offense. Defense played well, and and now um, you know we just want to be able to work off of each other. And however we get it, let's get that win. Time for another break here with the Bears coaches showing Matt Nagy and a check of WBBM's traffic and weather on the on the eights. Here's Abby Ryan, Roquan Smith, five tackles, four solo, and. Uh... A uh, good day at the at the office for the Bears defense and the loss of the Green Bay Packers. Getting now ready for the Denver Broncos. Uh, we touched on Roquan earlier, uh, but you know you got to throw in Danny Trevathan as a pair. What those two guys are going to be able to do to um, benefit uh, from what's being done up front, and then in turn helping on the coverage. It's just uh, a seamless unit, in my opinion. It is. They're working well, and you got Danny Trevathan, who's you know a, a savvy vet. He understands. Um, you know how to attack lanes and leverage, et cetera, from the defense, and he's teaching Roquan how to, how to how to practice, how to play, and Roquan just flying around. Um, so those two guys together, when you have guys up front um, on the front line that are you know taking up the double teams, now we have guys on the second line here in Ro- in Roquan and Danny that are that are making plays. Are you still doing this year like you did last year from Mamas Dagan? You have certain guys, you have a, like a, a committee of guys that come and talk to you. Yes. Yeah. And do you, have you do do that every week? Do you do it throughout the season? Do you do it during training camp? How does that work? What we do? No, we just do it during the regular season, and we do it on our quote unquote Wednesday practice. So a normal week when we play Sunday, we have them come in at eight o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday, and we just kind of talk through things that may have just occurred the previous week, how we can make things better. What it might be travel, it might be a lot of the guys always wanting to try to get you know first class seats on the plane to the next away <laughs> game. Um, it might be parking. There's there's little things that go on um, that are uh, you know first world problems and I think that uh, for 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 them though it's it's uh, it's it's a good way for us to communicate sometimes it's hey coach when we pull them back to reps right really? as we get in the middle of the season end of the season when, when are we taking the pads off and pull back the amount of reps and so it's for them to have a voice and and it's just us it's just myself and them and then uh um, then I take it back to the committee, which is kind of made up, and I decide whether or not we do it or not. <laughs> There's a committee of one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, committee of one. But are there things you ask of them as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's it's a give and take, you know. And and it can't be something to where I let them have a voice, and then they don't, you know, they don't see anything happen because of it. Well, in turn, if we're going to pull back reps, for instance, in practice, we're going to pull back the amount of reps. Then the quality reps that we get better be quality. And that you can't you can't cut back your reps and not have good fast reps, and so they get that. And then I just feel it out. And if I feel like they're doing that for us, we pull back reps. All right, you're going to watch Denver tonight. Uh, let's take a snapshot look. The big smile on your face because 
you know, everybody loved Vic Fangio, mm-hmm. so everybody's happy for him getting an, his head coaching job. But he's not putting the pads on or a helmet or, or uh, cleats on, on Sunday in Denver, is he? That's right. No, and, and we do. We all had so much. Uh, it was for me in that the one year that we were together, I learned so much. Um, just what a what a good guy he is, but a uh, great coach. And I know that his players are loving him there in Denver right now. So it'll be, it'll be fun uh, next week when we're going against each other and uh, there won't be much texting or phone calling at all throughout the week between us, but once uh, once the game's over, we'll have a lot of mutual respect for each other. If there was something anecdotal that you recall, just what you what did you learn from being around him? Probably the biggest thing is that um, not changing. You know, it, it's Vic's a a, a big time competitor, and sometimes you know if there's a game where he felt like he could have done better, but I thought he did really well, he'll beat himself up. And hmm. but he doesn't change. You know, he he gets over it. Twenty four hours, and he gets over it, and then he just goes back to doing what he knows and doing what his players know. And so you don't need to really change and try to um, recreate the wheel. You just stick to doing what you what you do. And um, and then it, you know probably the other thing too is that. He can act like he's a real serious guy and and doesn't, but deep down inside, he's he's uh, he's a he's a jokester and likes to have fun and is a good good hearted guy. Uh, what's not fun is trying to block Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, is it? No, they're uh, they're dominant players. They're they're players that you have to know on every single play where they're at. Um, you can help your guys out, uh, and and that's no secret. Everybody understands that. The nice thing is that we get to practice against a guy by, uh, by number 52 and another guy by 94 on those edges. So for between Floyd and Mack, our tackles are getting some pretty good practice. Well-seasoned, indeed. Uh, offensively, Joe Flacco moves over to be the quarterback. Philip Lindsay, uh, an undrafted running back who really came out of nowhere and had a great season for them uh, last year. But it's a, it's a Rick Scan- Scangrello, right? That's, mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. It's his type of offense, so 49er-ish? Yes, yeah, they'll you know they'll and and talk, you know with Vic you know they'll be into the run game a little bit with that you know with him being a uh, you know a defensive guy but uh, they, they'll do some, they do some good things they'll do some good things it'll be some 49er based stuff I'm sure he'll put his own twist on it but they got talented players over there and we'll have our hands full. All right, well enjoy uh, the preparation this week. Got extra time and they got a late night, so that leans sometimes in the favor of the of the team. But you are traveling there, and so hydration's big, you know for this week in particular with the altitude. Thank you. Yeah, it'll be big for us to to uh, stay hydrated, stay in condition, and get some good rest. All right, thank you very much, Matt Nagy. On the Bears Coaches Show, coming up next, we'll be joined by Bears defensive coordinator Chuck Pagano. We'll continue on now with a check of WBBM's traffic and weather together on the 8s. Here's Abby Ryan. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show here at PNC Studios at Hallis Hall with Bears defensive coordinator Chuck Pagano. Kind enough to join us. Your maiden voyage on this show. We'll be hearing from you uh, every few weeks during the course of the season. Hope you had a, a, a nice weekend and uh, worked through uh, worked through some me time as well, right? Yeah, it was good. Good chance to uh, reset. A lot of hard work went into that opener. Obviously, didn't end uh, the way we wanted it to, but uh, it's good to be back at work. Uh, that highlight we just heard uh, about Roy Robertson Harris. Uh, what a, what a terrific couple of snaps. He had early in that game, huh? Yeah, and you know what? I think it's a byproduct of the work and time that he put in the offseason and training camp. He was doing the same thing, and uh, he's a big man. He's a talented man, and, um, you know, he wrecked the game. He, he had some <laughs> He had some great plays. That, the, the first sack, I think it was, I mean, absolutely destroyed the left guard for the Packers and got off the ground and pulled, pulled Aaron down by one hand. I mean, it was a tremendous play, and then he made some other great plays in the game as well. Uh, so with a, with a guy who's – Big and tall like that, and strong, uh, and 
he's added weight over the years, you know, converting from an outside linebacker to a defensive lineman. But then you throw in the arm length. I believe it's bigger than 35 inches on the arm. So what does that extra length on a 6'7 frame do for a defensive lineman? I, I think just finishing that play. Yeah. If you don't have that length, you can't finish. It's like Aaron Lynch going in and getting his sack. I mean, there's something. it's a big man's game. It always has been and it, it always will be. And, uh, you know, if you don't have length like that, you don't reach up and, and pull Rodgers down like that and, and you don't make the play that Aaron Lynch made later in the game, you know, on his sack. So um, it's uh, it's great to have that, that length. It's great to have that size and athleticism, obviously, on third down when you're rushing the passer. And, and another aspect of that, guys, oftentimes you'll see they'll get in those positions with the length, but they don't have the grip. These guys on your line, including Akeem and Eddie and Kali, all these guys have big, strong hands. Yeah, again, they they put the time in, you know, with the with the strength staff, and and again, if you don't have that strength, you don't have that grip, you don't have the length, all those intangibles, you know, all those things or the tangible things, I should say, uh, then you probably don't, you know, have the ability to finish those plays. Chuck Pagano, our guest here on the Bears Coaches Show. It's brought to you by Whipfley Financial Services and. One of the things that we saw in the early part of the game in your uh, introduction to uh, a Bears regular season home game was a delirious crowd feeding off the energy of what the defense did on the first three series of the game. What was it like for you to be in the midst of all that, seeing all this unfold? Yeah, it was it was tremendous. You know, I've been on the other sideline. Uh, my first ball game as head coach of the Colts, you know, was uh, you know at Soldier Field and didn't end pretty for us. But uh, that was that was an amazing crowd. The fans were tremendous. I've never seen anything like the you know the national anthem sung like that. And I heard stories uh, and all those things. But to be able to witness that you know firsthand and and hear the crowd doing that stuff, and then obviously go out and and uh, have the guys execute and perform the way that they did early in that ball game and. And uh, you know, get off the field and force force the punts and things like that, and get after the quarterback. It was it was pretty electric down there. Yeah, one of the things, one more thing about Roy Robertson Harris is that he's in this rotation up front, and I believe he was in. He gave uh, Akeem maybe six snaps off. So then, the very next time uh, that Akeem got on the on the field there, he got a sack. So that little bit of rest for six snaps is impactful for a guy like Akeem then. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and again, they all want to play uh, every snap. Nobody wants to come out of the game. Um, but you know, when you have depth uh, like we have, you know, at all three levels, you know, we got guys that can go in, and the drop off is is next to nothing. You know, as far as that goes. And um, these games, they all they all seem to be one score games. And they're going to come down to you know, making a play here or there in the fourth quarter. And to be able to have guys go in and take some snaps off some guys, and guys are fresh in the fourth quarter to be able to close out games, that's huge. Chuck Pagano, Bears defensive coordinator, our guest after the Bears' week one loss to the Packers, looking ahead as well to the Denver Broncos. The Bears Coaches Show brought to you by Whipley Financial Advisors, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears. Let's step away for a check of WBBM's traffic and weather together on the 8th. Here's Abby Ryan. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show from PNC Studio to Hallis Hall with Bears defensive coordinator Chuck Pagano. Uh, great, great future ahead for Roquan Smith. You got a smile on your face. I, I know Ted Monachino talks about him. Uh, and he triggered really fast early in that game. And that was one of the highlights right there. As this continues to slow down from these are the type of plays we expect, eh? Yeah, no doubt about it. Again, you know, rare, rare talent there, uh, instincts, athleticism. Um, we talked about, 
you know, during preparation leading up to that game, how important it was going to be uh, for us to stop the run, uh, make them one-dimensional, um, you know, set great edges, build a flat wall inside, you know, get knock them back with our defensive line, play square, all those kind of things. But then when you got guys at the second level like Roquan, um, you know, it's kind of like see ball, get ball, you know, with him. And he's he's amazing like that. And, you know, he's kind of set the tone. We The whole defense set the tone with that first stop. You know, I think it was a tackle for loss or second and ten, whatever it was. But uh, he's got, uh, again, he's got great instincts. He's got great athleticism. Um, but, again, preparation is, is off the charts for that kid. And um, he's mature beyond his years and just look for great things ahead out of him. When you play Aaron Rodgers, and we've experienced it so many times and even back further to Brett Favre, when you think you got him, you think you've slammed the door, and, and maybe one play or two. And, and honestly, that's really all it took to get one touchdown and make a difference in a game. Uh, how, do you, how do you look at that as a, as a defensive coordinator and keep your guys collectively positive during the course of a game when, gosh, we, we did everything we could? You know? Yeah, you don't know when that play is going to happen. That's why it's so very, very important for everybody to go out there um, and play uh, and give you know 100% effort, all that stuff, because um, there's going to be four or five plays within a game that are going to make the difference in that game. Um, you know, he hit one on us, you know, and, and it led to that, that first score, the only touchdown of the game. But, again, you never know when that play is going to come, and, and uh, you know, we've seen that guy do that. You know, time and time again. Uh, but I thought overall the guys did a great job against them, uh, against that offense. And uh, you know, but in a, in a tight game like that, you can't afford to give up one play. And so that's why you know we get back to work and and you know looked at every play, um, diagnosed every play, good and bad, find areas where we can get better, and we got to be better. You know, with a wide zone run, uh, what kind of challenges did that provide? And yeah, did you guys still had to slam the door. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a tough it's a tough scheme. Um, it seems like we're gonna, you know, we're gonna face it again, you know, uh, against the Broncos. I think, you know, a guy comes from the same family, the same tree, the Shanahan tree, that stretch zone uh, scheme. Uh, you know, if you get cut out, you know, they, they get you running on the front side, and if they get you cut off on the back side, there's huge seams in your defense, and that's where, you know, our guys did a great job, and Jay Rogers does a great job coaching the defensive line, Teddy Montekino on the outside, DeLeon on the inside, and they did a great job of playing square, setting great edges, linebackers getting downhill. Um, you know, we weren't going to, you know, we just said if they don't get a big play, you don't beat us over the top, you know, they're going to have a hard time scoring. And, and for the most part, we did that. But um, it's funny when you look at all the drives, we chart every drive. And when we don't have a defensive penalty or we don't give a, bit, a big play, they don't score any points on us. And, and two drives that happened to us, a, a touchdown, a field goal drive. So that's where we got to get better. Is one of the keys to that, and maybe it's key for any rushing attack to try and stop the run, is patience because – you know, there's this instinct that takes over. I got to, I got to get there. I think I can get there, but maybe it's not the right decision to do that. Yeah, for for all of us, you know, and and calling it, you you want to put pressure on them, but you know, we've uh, we've got the luxury because we got such great pass rushers and such a dominant, you know, defensive front. Um, that you can cover with seven and still get away with, you know, stopping the run with a light box with seven in the box and handle all the verticals and play action pass stuff, you know, the things that go down the field. But, you know, everybody's got to be patient. I got to be patient and not try to, you know, try to do something out of, uh, you know, out of the norm to try to create a try to create a huge play and, and give them an opportunity. So um, the guys, the guys did, a, a again, they did a great job. Anytime you can hold, you know, that team, you know, and, and you know, uh, the running backs from up there are two point one per carry. It's a heck of an effort. What were the emotions like for you being there? Uh, you know, it was 
you know, I think once you kick the thing off, it's like everybody else. You just, you know, immerse yourself in the game and all that stuff. But it was so cool, you know, to be back on the sideline, you know, in a real game, uh, one that meant, you know, something, one that counted. Um, you take a year off, all that kind of thing, and you don't have you don't have that. You know, it's hard to find that adrenaline rush. So it was really cool. And to have uh, a bunch of guys that have already connected with you uh, accept because there is an acceptance also. It's it's a mutual thing at this level. Yeah, it's just a matter of you know building trust. You know, coach to player, player to coach, coach to coach, all those kind of things. And they've been they've been phenomenal since the you know first day I stepped on campus, so to speak. They've been they've been outstanding, and it's a great group of guys. Uh, it's a great staff that coaches put together. Uh, they work really hard. They're very smart. Uh, and they're very, very passionate about the game. Chuck Pagano, one more segment to come here on Bears Coaches Show. Uh, check of traffic and weather again on the 8th with Abby Ryan. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show here at PNC Studios at Hallis Hall with Bears defensive coordinator Chuck Pagano. A look now at what's next. A uh, little extra time to prepare. You'll see the game tonight against the uh, Oakland Raiders or the Denver Broncos and, and what you'll be looking at with, with these guys. But, again, a uh, familiar face and a guy that you know very well in Joe Flacco from your days in Baltimore, facing him a couple of times in the regular season, once in the playoffs, I think, during your uh, head coaching reign in, in Indianapolis. Uh, what are we looking at now at a more mature veteran player in Joe Flacco? Yeah, obviously, they, you know, a very talented guy, um, seen everything. You're not going to surprise Joe uh, with anything. So we're going to have to do a great job of, of disguise and things like that. But uh, talented, talented guy, still has all the arm talent to get the ball down the field. They've got a great run game, They've got a good offensive line, um, you know, three headed monster back there. You've got you to do the same thing we did last week. You've got to set great edges, um, you've got to stop the run, you've got to make them one dimensional. But uh, Joe's got the ability to pump the ball down the field, and they've got receivers that can uh, stretch the field vertically. So we've got to do a great job you know at all three levels it is something of a a mind game in denver because you see they, they tell you how high you're up and altitude a mile high up uh personally i have had altitude sickness so i always get made fun of that by tom thayer my broadcast partner he says it was all up in my head but i i felt the physical effects of it do you even bring it up to your guys or is it just known hey you got you gotta really hydrate for an altitude game in denver yeah, you can go, you know, go crazy with all that stuff. <laughs> you obviously did. Um, <laughs> so I did. I'm just kidding. I did. Jim. No, no, it's it's. You know, hey, I was born I'm a hypochondriac. Ra- you know, I'm born and raised. I'm born in Boulder, Colorado. That's so right. I was raised, that's right. I was that's raised right. in the Rockies, and so, um, you know, played football at the University of Wyoming, which is 7,220, you know, foot elevation. So we know a little bit of something about wind and and all that stuff and lack thereof of oxygen, all that kind of thing, but. Yeah, I, Coach Nagy will do a great job with our guys in preparation. Uh, they've played out there before. They understand it. They were there last year, I believe, for a preseason game, uh, if my mind serves yeah. me right, and practiced out there for a couple, three days. So um, you acclimatize, but at the end of the day, you know, our guys will do a great job of, you know, hydration, our nutritionists, our support staff, the trainers, all that stuff will do everything that they're supposed to do. And um, you got to block it out. You know, it is what it is. And, uh you know, I'm sure they'll have plenty of oxygen on the side. And those guys can put those masks on. Maybe we can get one put in the box for you. <laughs> there you go. Give there you some extra air you as go. well. So yeah, you and I will talk. It'll be, it'll be I'll fun. I'll tell you it'll about be... that story about that day. You know, on a cold winter's day in Denver, trying to get ready for that yeah. game. Uh, last thing, the collection of pass rushing talent in this game is probably the featured attraction, isn't it? Yeah, no doubt about it. You look at 58 and 55, you know, on the other sideline and, and our crew, it'll be uh, – 
it'll be uh, you know it'll be something to watch. You know, it'll be great for great for the fans, and I know we'll have to do a great job of uh, protecting our guy, and and they'll have to do the same thing. So. Um, those guys are always, you know, battling each other, you know, for for sacks and stats and all those kind of things, and and uh, they don't want to be shown up by the by the other guys. So uh, it'll be fun to watch. Enjoyable to talk to you, Chuck. Look forward to it throughout the course of the season. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's Bears defensive coordinator Chuck Pagano. As we wrap up with Coach Gibson's Restaurant Group, wanted to thank you for joining us on tonight's Bears Coaches Show. There's a gift card to enjoy a fine meal at any of their Chicagoland locations. Thank, so thank you. you very much. Appreciate that.